Let's lose, <laughs> let's lose half the fans. Okay. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, welcome to the show. I am your host, Amos Tanuma, and I have got Bob Furness, um, who might as well be my co-host at this point. point. Uh, Bob, are you still with me? <laughs> I'm still here, sir. Good morning. <laughs> hey, good good morning. I am excited to talk to you in in 2020. We've we've had uh, plenty of conversations, but not not uh with the uh tape running or recorder no one uses tapes anymore but <laughs> anyway, let's uh let's get started so so bob today i want to talk to you about the contact center of the future um in one of our last episodes ending 2019 I, I think it it posted earlier uh this year we talked about you know predictions and those kinds of things uh what i want to instead do today is is that You've been saying, I've been hearing you say, I don't know if you've said it on the show, that um, we're in the middle of another contact center change and put technology aside, just in general, right? Every so many years, contact center sort of changes. Um, I, I want to start off by sort of saying, look as far out as you want to go and just say, if we are lucky enough to be having this conversation, however far you want to go, 10 years from now, how is the contact center change i want to start first by its mission uh like what would the mission of the contact center of the future be um if you if you look look ahead the horizon uh well that that you know we we could uh we could have a design thinking uh session about this (laughs) and do some what some post-it notes and come up with uh 17 words but uh here's here's what i think I think it will be something along the lines of how do we enhance, how have we enhanced or or, or completed the customer journey? Because uh, I, I, I think we'll continue to see things get scraped away from the contact center. We'll, we'll get better with self-service. AI will help, you know, find answers. I, I, I've seen some bots lately that, uh, that are amazing. Uh, I've right. used some bots lately that are amazing in helping me find answers. Uh, I, I think one of the interesting places that you see that being very successful is in an HR world mm. because it's it's a black and white answer, right? right? How right. many vacation days do I have? You have right. this many. <laughs> right. Uh, so so I think that we're going to continue to move things out of the contact center, but but the mission is going to be now not about the transactions or the transactional interactions. The mission is going to be how do we uh, engage the customer better? How do I know my customer better? How, how do I how do how do my agents in the contact center make an, a, a customer feel like that that they have felt the brand through the phone or through the chat or through the digital like what does the brand feel like? Um, and, and I think companies are doing a better job at that. Right. And then I, then I find, you know, every time I try to use Siri, uh, or, or, and it doesn't work or every time I try to use Amazon, I hear all this noise about Amazon. Uh, you know, uh, Alexa is going to become a customer service rep. Well, if you ask Alexa to turn on the lights in the downstairs group, and you, and you hesitate, she doesn't help. So, so <laughs> right. 
I look at my wife every time and I go, yeah, AI is not taking over the world. If Siri can't call the right person, uh, we haven't quite gotten to the conversational piece yet. We're going to. Right. But but I really believe it's, the mission is going to come down to not not that much different, but more focused on the journey. Where is this person? Where is my customer? And how do I get them to the right answer, to the right place? to the next buy, to the next service, <laughs> how do I enhance their interaction to a point that they become loyal to me? I, I, I got to tell you, um, you know, for those of us who have been in this space for a while, that is a radical shift, um, even though it may sound subtle. So, I mean, I, I wrote down some of what you were saying. And that reads like the mission statement of um, most marketing departments, right? So feel the brand through your channels, right? Telephony, that guide them, customer journeys, right? Uh, and so if you're listening to this, the, you know, what I got out of this is this idea of like, you know, these shifts don't happen overnight, right? Just doesn't. But we've been slowly inching there, right? The mission used to be all around how can I handle these burdensome, unnecessary customer interactions at the cheapest possible rate? It's the reason the call center was created, right? For efficiency in doing this thing at this cheap industrialization of service. And now we are moving beyond that. And now, you know, Bob is saying things around managing the journey, enhance the journey, which sounds like what marketing does today and which Bob in my sort of work in consulting more and more and more people who are hiring me are cmos right and cxo and the the, the, the chief and the chief marketing officer is moving in there uh, and you have cxos and those kinds of things but i i think this is a drastic shift from the mission for over the last 20 years or so yeah and uh, and, and and again you said 10 years so so if i think about where we were 10 years ago um it, it if I if I wasn't if I didn't understand Omnichannel, there's right. no way that I could have seen. You know, I, I would have had to have been a, a pretty good futurist and prognosticator to say that we're going to be handling ten and twelve channels in a contact center. Uh, so so perhaps the channels stay the same. Perhaps they become less. Perhaps the channel is a channel that we don't even know about today. But but I think that concept of 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 su- it's not about support it, it it's not just about support it's not just about answers it's not just about solving it's about making that person feel the brand um now talk to somebody this week that uh put themselves pretty low on the maturity curve and you know doesn't track case cases um today uh, I, surprisingly large organization <laughs> right, right. Uh, so so for them I, I i'm talking about the upper end of the of course the curve i'm talking about the upper end where so so what are, what are the leading places going to be and i and i see pieces of that right because it it feels different when i call american express if right. i'm a platinum member i get i get that kind of interaction and and the other day uh felt like they knew what i had already done online three seconds earlier Mm. right yeah so so they 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 met me where i was hey i made this payment 
three, I, I realized something's wrong. I call them and they knew that I had that, had just made that payment. I didn't right. have to, I didn't, you know, the words, they had the information. So what they were there then, then for was not to solve my problem, just solve my problem, but, but to make me feel special enough that they fix my problem so that now I'm a loyal American Express person. It, it's so, a slight, it's a slight change, right? But it, but it's a paradigm shift that moves away from that same organization that's that where where you say, well, what kind of re, what kind of reports do you do? Right. And the answer is, oh, you know, average handle time, uh, service level, those kind of things. Uh, dude, if, if you're measuring your success in a contact center. By things like service level and average handle time, and average hold times, and uh, and those kind of things, AHT. If that those are your primary, then, then your company is at a disadvantage. <laughs> right. Well, let's right. let's let's pull on that thread uh, on those two things you brought up, which is exactly where I was going. Which is, okay, what's the role of the agent? I want you to sort of expand that now and, and broaden it beyond a platinum member in American Express. Let's say the contacts center of the future where that level of service you've gotten is now for the masses. God knows what a platinum member will be getting in 10 years, right? Let's now say in that world, what is the role of the agent? And and you brought up metrics. Um, what, what, is the, what are the metrics that are important to who is running the contact center? Let's start with the, uh, the, the people side, the agent. Like what is... I, listen, let me, let, let, me, let me say this. In, in many contact centers today... As an agent, my role is to solve customer problems, right? Like customer calls in, they have, especially if it's service, right? They have a problem. I'm here to resolve it. That is my mission. Anything beyond that is just gravy, right? And then some organizations hope I'm nice to them and hope I'm da-da-da-da-da. But in the end, I'm here, solve problems, period. What will that, how would that change if we look out 10 years well, first of all, you're asking a really tough question, uh, but but l- let's see if we can break it down a little bit. Uh, I, I, the answer to a question is I don't know, but uh, l- let's play around with it. Yeah, of course, we're, 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 uh, you've got your crystal ball this uh, morning, don't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. right. Um, um, it, maybe we should do this 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 meeting at a, like six o'clock after I've had a good martini, <laughs> and then we can we can it, talk. That's typically it, it that's will be... typically what you and I are talking over. <laughs> exactly, it, it's a good drink, <laughs> and that's when we prognosticate about the chaos of the, of this industry. Uh, but anyway, let, let back back to reality. Um, I, I I think that that it's going to be a nuance change, right. in that that's still what they're there for. They're they're going to have to pick up even more of where the customer was. And I think we will get better as an industry, uh, like I just described, we'll get better at informing the agent who this person is, their importance to the company. Um, I, I think about, I, I think about the difference 10 years ago where, uh, actually it was 20 years ago now where I remember in a, being in a meeting with, uh, Hilton, and we were talking about CRM and we were we were talking to them about the need for a CRM and the folks in the room were like well what would we do with what would that get us and the conversation was well imagine that somebody could that you could keep up with with a 
a, a person in the a, a customer and know that they only want feather pillows and know who they were when they walked up to the to the you know when they gave you your name they you would know what their profile was and people were around the room went ooh ah right <laughs> right so so that has become part of who we are in a in a hospitality that you you know me um you you allow me to set my preferences so i think we'll continue to get better there we'll we'll get better at pre- presenting that agent with a profile uh of of who the customer is what the agent's going to have to get good at is being able able to to cognitively synthesize that information and adapt to to be able to to treat the person based on who they are and what they've been through um, to be able to interact with them in, in that level and and then also at the same time to do that within the brand that's there if if you're outsourcing your contact center to uh, to a, a big outsourcer right the question you should be asking yourself is not are they handling my phone calls and and am I saving money but what how are they advancing my brand? Uh, how are they making my my customers feel? It, it's that's the difference. That agent is gonna they're gonna become more of picking things up in the middle of the chaos because everything's gonna be even more online or digitally enhanced. But but I've got to be so I've got to get that information to the agent. But then the agent has to become more less about transactions. And more about relations, mm. uh, and and relational agents are not always easy to find. But right. but but if I think about, I think a term used of the have and the have nots. What do the haves have? The haves have the ability to 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 build a relationship on a phone call. Right. Right. And so so now my paradigm has changed in the agent world to in my interviews not. Can they type? Do they have? Well, I mean, at some point in the call center, everyone's call center life, you've probably used a mirror because you had 60 calls on hold just to see if they were breathing. (laughs) And you're like, you're hired. (laughs) But but now the conversation and and, and the interview becomes about their cognitive skills. But but also their relational skills and their emotional skills. And and man, that is a. That is something that just doesn't fit into a lot of contact centers. Do you, you know where that tends to fit? It tends right. to fit in companies that I'll walk into that they will say, oh, we don't have a call center or, or our customer service is different. We have, uh, you know, we don't have a traditional contact center. Right. Because they what they have are customer service people or sales support people that are there to think, make decisions, and and not only service but brand the customer. So this transactional piece, yes, it, there's always going to be a transactional piece in the contact center. No, it's not ever going to go away, away. But level 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 zero is gone. Level one is leaving, and level two is becoming reality. Well, I, I'll say this. Um right is that it's very hard to predict where we're going right so there is a democratization of 
technology, right? Like yep. we all work yep. around and on and on and on and on, right? And so it was hard to imagine that everyone you know will be walking around with an entire library in their pocket as recently as 15 years ago, right? So, so in that sense, I do think what you're describing, while it may sound far-fetched to some folks, there's already a customer success managers in sort of the B2B software world, right? And we think about that role and, and there's a tendency to think it doesn't scale, right? It scales when you do the things you just said, which is this idea that the better you are at scraping the mundane off, right? So that, right, all that you have left are these really complex things, or most of what you have left are these really complex things. I, I think we will get to where you are describing. I don't know what the time horizon is, but I think that will become more more, more normal. The other thing that gives me hope is I think about... Um, the honest company in LA uh, that I've I've been familiar with, with with some time, they're in the same place. What gives me hope about them is, you know, they're selling diapers, right, and lotion and those kinds of things. So it's not like it's a high, um, um, high dollar skew item, but somehow they're in the same place you're describing of saying, I don't have a contact center. They they talk about these folks who want to change the world by um, removing chemicals for it, from it. Who happens to just happen uh, answers the phone. So, I think there is a there is a path there. Talk a little bit about the metrics. So, so yeah, so just hang on one second. Yeah, just a couple of things about what you said. Number one is what's interesting about Honest would be is that it the the agent that that you're talking to at Honest probably would rather talk to you about saving the uh, ocean and the world <laughs> right. than they would about the diaper. Exactly. Right? So, exactly. so therein lies the reality that these these brands now is Walmart going to ever move to that? Well, I, if I walk around a Walmart store, I would tell you probably not and and no knock on Walmart, but but Imagine trying to find somebody at Walmart that can help you walking through the store. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it, Target, wherever you want to call it. Uh, so, so what they've done is they've they've reduced the service. But when you, but but their their brand or their their brand is low price. So so they in, in some ways they're living their brand by not having a lot of workers because low price. Right, we don't have a lot of workers. Um, companies like Honest are saying, we just happen to sell this, but what we're selling is the brand of saving the world. Right. And so that changes the paradigm of that agent. And then, and, and so from a negative perspective, there, there, this is not, there are going to be brands that are low cost providers of course. that, that are never going to change, but there's going as as the world changes and people become and move toward they're they're moving towards brands that have a message right uh is is what i believe well uh, well look i think about who i do business with right uh I, I do business with them because of who they are and i expect the service because of who they are speaking of that change i mean as you know i i tend to be a stock market junkie um you know, yesterday, Microsoft announced this super ambitious carbon program, right? They, they're going to not only become carbon neutral, but they're going back all the way to their founding in 1975, right? Like they will 
they will put all that back and then right start getting in the green they're they're, they're calculating how much they put in the environment in this ambitious program they will cost the company billions of dollars and their stock went up right if you did that 10 years ago and had some sort of kumbaya you're going to save the world at the cost of your bottom line you would have gotten slaughtered right so 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 yeah i mean it, it's, it's a little bit of a divergence but i hear exactly what you're saying in that yes there would always be that but for the most part it seems like we're, we're headed in that in that in that direction um i i want to i want to talk about two elements right in the context of the future talk about what kind of leaders will run this contact center and specifically more the um, not even at, at the highest level, but, you know, the managers, soups, directors, et cetera. Um, and what metrics will they be interested in? Not really the specific number, but just in general, what, what what's important to that leader who is running this fut- futuristic contact center? Well, the, 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 the paradigm shift at the, at the leader level is is that those leaders are becoming more like marketing than like service. Uh, those leaders are understanding that, that they do own the brand. And so uh, if I think about the folks that are what, – what I see posted, and, and I'm, I'm fairly active on LinkedIn uh, – for, for the listeners, it's Bob Furness, just my name. Uh, but uh, I, I'm, I'm relatively active on LinkedIn, and I, I, I follow a lot of leaders of contact centers or leaders of service. And so what I see is the ones that I respect and the ones I, I, I sort of automatically pull forward into the future are people that are talking about uh journeys and uh and how to to do the things i've been talking about so the the kind of it's going to become less about the numbers there's always going to be somebody at the call center that's responsible for numbers but um you know i recently talked to a company who is hiring somebody that uh it's not me but they're hiring somebody that's a a customer engage customer engagement CTO right and so there now now you do you say what <laughs> well well what we're trying to what we need is a leader who's going to look at our technology through the lens of what does the future look like in customer experience uh, how do we better ser- serve and and manage our customers so I think there's I think there's always going to be a technology piece. There's always going to be a metrics piece in a contact center. But more and more that the the person at the that's leading the the place when you talk to them, they sound more like a CMO than they do a, a COO. Right. Uh and and so if you think about that through through the the future um what what is important for a CMO today? Or, or you know, if I'm if I'm a leader today and I want to continue in this industry, what am I reading that that talks about journeys? That talks about what the CMO? Am I following other CMOs? Am I following? And CMO is a 
uh, chief marketing officer. And right. if you don't know, uh, you know, am I am I interacting in ways that help me understand what's important in marketing? Because marketing drives what's important in service. Yeah, and 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 what you said in your first answer uh, seems to me as though that in the future figuring out where the lines stop and start will become increasingly more difficult. So the the if you are listening to this, the, the quicker you sort of align, particularly if you're in an organization like that, and get smarter about what's happening in the full customer journey, you're gonna position yourself um right right where we're headed. Right? It it it's it's yeah. it's, it's yeah. they're they're melding in some ways. Not that there won't be discrete efforts. But it does seem like more and more and more you hear traditional CMOs talk about the whole journey, right? And then you have service people talking about you. You always say the service, you know, we have these, you know, we, you know, we have these um, maps that says the customer buys, then they use, then they say, right? Then they have service over here. And like, no, 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 no. This service then, if you define it as an interaction with the contact center is happening uh, throughout throughout the journey, so uh, I I think it's wise to position yourself at the at the center of that. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. So so um, I, I want to sort of recap, and then I I want to have you react to something I've been pondering about. So if, so if I think about it, if I think about contacts in the future from a mission perspective, we talked about you know how it becomes less about just solving the issue yes there'll still be complex issues to solve but it becomes much more broader than that around engaging the customer throughout their journey and moving them on and i'm doing a lot of things that sounds like what we think about marketing uh, and, and cx today and then we talked about the role of the agent and what that agent could be uh we talked a little bit about metrics and the leaders uh and so i i want to sort of have this thought that's been sort of running through my head um do you think that the environment itself, um, the way work gets done in the contact center drastically changes? In other words, think about a contact center and what comes to mind. I think about very, very regimented uh, scheduled breaks, lunches, very, very scripts in some cases. Does that environment change Um in that way, does the walking into a contact center feel very, very different when we arrive to this place you're describing? Well, the answer is I hope so. Um, but if I think back to the last 20 years, uh, you know, I, I walked into a contact center for the first time, a true contact center for the first time in about 1980, 81, let's see, 1983, um, at Greyhound bus lines. And it was a 90 position contact center. There were pods that had, you know, six people in a, in a pod and supervisor desk that was higher than everyone else's. That was the command station where you, you know, you could watch everybody. <laughs> right. Um, here we are 30 years later and, or almost 40 years later and it's not that different. Right. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know that we will, I, I, I think that the cost of real estate puts us in the same place. I think that the expectations of the people sitting in the, in the seats, um, change that. I, I think 
the the idea of cost also affects the at home agent. But um, do I think that that it's gonna that it's gonna look different or feel different? I, I hope so. Right. I I hope that you know I hope that we've been able to progress to to that point. Um, the interesting thing is is that it. I said this in the in the previous session. This is our time to. So, so if we're if the if what I've talked about is true and what you've talked about is true, and we do have a spotlight on customer service that we never had before, and we are involved in the in the journey map earlier, and and we're we are now important. Now is the time for us to say, hey. Do we really want to hire agents at twelve dollars an hour? Hmm. Yeah. Do, do we yeah. really want to do? Is that who we want talking to our customer? Not that twelve dollars an hour yeah. is uh, not in any way disparaging the twelve dollar an hour agent right. because they're they're doing the best they can. But do do if we are expecting a higher level of emotional, uh, cognitive, all all of that, if we're expecting that to be higher then we probably have to change the way we hire. Um, so, so yes, I hope that's the case. I hope that we see a difference. Um, you know, I, I want to believe that we as an industry, this is our time to, to look out and say, okay, so what, what do we want to look like in five years? Um, what do we want to look like in 10 years? And how do we fund that? What, what, is that, what does that mean? And and and, I, and I'm going to leave it there. And I I, I I couldn't agree more with you, um, especially on that last part about how do we fund it. The way you fund it is more ownership, right? So in other words, do you want to continue being the organization that's a firefighter, or again to your point about what your mission is? When my mission becomes broader than that, when my mission's about words like customer journey and and all of those things, they have really really hard ROIs around them that are not just the how quickly did you resolve your issue and efficiency. So I, I, I'm I hopeful too that when the contact center takes that seat, what comes along with that um, is, is is the funding and the things and, and and frankly the will to to move us in that direction. This 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 is awesome. We can we can keep going but I I, I will I will call it a show here. Bob uh, thanks again for coming on. I am looking forward to the next conversation and um, but you guys out there, if you've not uh, followed Bob, Bob's active on Twitter at, at Bob Furness, same handle on on LinkedIn, where you can uh, catch his his thoughts on on everything that's going on in the industry. Thanks for joining us, Bob. Thanks, Amos. Always a pleasure. Hey, man, I was awesome. <laughs>